At the bottom of the ocean, a brown lump inches along the coral and the sands, keeping its notable lack of eyes out for potential predators. But when trouble does come a sniffing, the slow sea cucumber has a defense mechanism that takes a heavy toll. Using an ability unique to its phylum, this ocean pickle has a pretty nasty way of staying mostly off the menu. But sometimes you just need to win a pyrrhic victory like the sea cucumber here in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal info, and sometimes it's your 40 to 50 minutes of interesting animal info. I'm Joe. And I'm guilty. I think it's my fault. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Too much banter. Uh, I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube. And thank you for Johanna to the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter at LD Taxonomy or visit us at our home on the web at LDTaxonomy.com. And thank you to our patrons for supporting the show. Uh, Jess Raspolich, Carol Raspolich, and uh, Tristan Taylor. Thanks yeah. for supporting. And today we're talking about the most romantic sea creature, a big brown lump. But more mm. on that later. You fish one up in Animal Crossing and give it to your uh, significant other. Yeah. I don't know if you can have significant others in Animal Crossing, but it seems like a, a game where you, you can. Um, I don't think so. They're all animals. It's kind of weird. Is it? There's Animals have significant others. Yeah, but you're not an animal. Sometimes many significant others. I know, I'm not. No, but... <laughs> <laughs> You're not, but also the player in Animal Crossing is a, is like a person. Oh. Oh, I thought you played as animals. No, no. Huh. Uh, but it is the day after Valentine's Day, which is why uh, it's so appropriate that we're doing a, a brown <laughs> lump we, in the we've ocean. We've nailed the, uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, holidays this time, I think. Oh, yeah. Next time we're gonna do like the cutest animal we can possibly find for Halloween. Yeah, and then in the middle of uh, the summer we'll do the turkey or something. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what are we talking about? What's this brown lump you you mentioned? Well, we're talking about a brown sea cucumber, not not just a brown sea cucumber, the brown sea cucumber. The there's only one. There isn't only one. There are several species of cucumber named brown sea cucumber because wouldn't you know it more than one sea cucumber is brown that's nuts yeah like what can brown do for you they can deliver your packages or they brown can make university. you uh hide in something brown which is probably what these guys are doing but brown sea <laughs> cucumber again it's Something borrowed, something brown. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> but so yeah, it's the brown sea cucumber, but it describes a lot of things. So we're gonna call it here. Scary boy, scary boy, scary boy. You know, mm -hmm. get it? No. 
like Larry Boy. Oh. Because he's a cucumber. Yeah. He is a cucumber. And it's been so long since I've seen anything with vegetable stories. Uh, it's been minutes for me. I'm trying to get my kids to like VeggieTales so that I don't have to watch Little Baby Bum anymore. <laughs> Cocomelon! No, that it, that <clears throat> that's unsettling for some reason. It's Coca-melon? uncanny. Yeah. I've heard it's also um, not good for you. Overstimulating? Yeah. I don't Too many cuts? I don't understand the overstimulation part. Like, they, all of the kids' shows seem super colorful, loud, and overstimulating it has to do with cuts like uh you're seeing something new you know like in blues clues where like you're staring at steve for like 45 minutes where he's like where's a clue (laughs) that's good for kids you don't want too many like you know jarring cuts and like overstimulate like you're they're seeing something new every few seconds wow that's definitely a little baby bum and get rid of a little baby bum put on mr rogers charlie's uh colorful town and all of this other all all of these nonsense things i want i just want them to like veggie tales so that i i can be mildly amused for most of the day <laughs> um through nostalgia but yeah so anyway scary boy is the first one uh we're also going to call it the fickle pickle uh-huh nice um and the the prolapse in judgment I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you would. <laughs> and who wouldn't? <laughs> uh, but it, all of these things will become just so apparent um, when we get into the major fact. But first, how about you taxonomizes, Captain? Okay. Whether well, in the kingdom you know, love, and are in kingdom animalia. Mm-hmm. They're in the phylum bacon. Because if you look at a picture of it on Wikipedia, it looks like bacon. It looks like I think bacon? that's the, the underside of it looks like bacon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's a nice piece of bacon. Uh, the, the top side of it definitely does not look like bacon. They are... No, it's definitely not something I would put in my mouth at all. The file... Although some people do. <laughs> yeah, the, they do. The, the phylum is Echinodermata. <laughs> It's an echinoderm, like a yeah, starfish. Like starfish, sand dollars, sea fans, the works. The class is Holothuroidea. Holothuroidea. Uh, yep. The order is Sinalactidae. Yeah. Sinalactidae. The cl- the class uh, Holo. Thoroidea is that that's a um that's all sea cucumbers. So everything going forward is just narrowing different kinds of sea cucumbers. A rankless clade of sea cucumbers is selected. Which sure. which is like it sounds like uh like when you when you want to like describe like a a rowdy gang of youths. That that rankless clade of youths. That's, that's how Charles Dickens would describe a rowdy <laughs> gang of youths. Yeah. <laughs> that's definitely like uh, the artful Dodger and his pals are, are a rankless clade. Although there is rank. There's the... I forgot what the name main main guy is. 
the the adults name was in that but yep it's dickensian for sure yeah the 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 family is stichopodidae i imagine that's a hard ch stichopodidae yeah a family of sea cucumbers and sticky feet its own order who who would have thought the genus is Isostichopus. Mm-hmm. There's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and the species is Fuscus. Isostichopus Fuscus. Wow. <laughs> That's a fun one. That is a fun one. It's Dangerous. Fun it's a fun zone at the at the nomenclature park. <laughs> Because since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for my favorite part of the show. Cue the music. Critter groups. Oh, full disclosure, I've been forgetting to cue the music since we've switched over to the video. I think this is the first time I've said cue the music. Yeah. Since uh, uh, we switched to video. So. But maybe, maybe, maybe now since you've said it, this when I'm listening to, to the, the recording, music. I'll remember it. <laughs> this time the music is mandatory, I guess. Didn't mean to add more editing work in there. Um, I just, uh, I didn't even know you added the music in until I started listening to the back episodes. I was like, I'm putting music in for my my part of the show. And it sounds like Quiplash. Yeah, yeah, they don't uh, they don't know that I'm I'm the one that edits. It, when I'm editing, I am a, I am a, um, like an all-knowing narrator. You're the um, completely um, objective. Narrator. Yes. Sure. Um, anyway, critter groups. Did I do that already? Yeah, I did. Uh, the part of the show where I ask you, Joe, a question, and the question is the same every time. What is the name of a group of this animal? Or what is the term of entering? Or what is the collective noun? It's all the same. If you saw a group of sea cucumbers chilling out, chill as cucumbers, would you say that's A, a padding of cucumbers? B, a plod of cucumbers. C, a pickle of cucumbers. Or D, a peril of cucumbers. I'm going to go with a plod, final answer. Eh. I'll give you another guess. This is one of my favorites. Is it a pickle? It's a pickle. Wow. <laughs> too, that's too good. It is a pickle of cucumbers and not a drop of vinegar in sight. Or an actual <laughs> cucumber. <laughs> that's very good yeah that's it works I couldn't believe it um I thought I'd get you with peril but just that was that was uh that was um it was enticing that one because they are in peril a lot because they're slow and bad at moving and like just they're just big juicy lumps of stuff Yes, that was my nickname in high school. <laughs> it was a long nickname. It was a long nickname. To be sure. <laughs> Goodness, someone's like spending three hours scratching that into your locker. <laughs> Big juicy lump of stuff. <laughs> At least it's easy to spell. It, that um, could be pejorative, but it could also be like a flattery. You never, you can't. It could go either way. No, uh, it, no, it's got to be big, juicy hunk of stuff. That's that's the flattery. Yeah, lump, that's true. lump really turns it into into a, a derogatory term for sure. <laughs> no, there's nothing good about lumps, <laughs> but hunks. Oh man, 
That's don't get true. Me started. Even in food, you don't want lumps, you want chunks. Yeah, yeah. It's essentially the same thing, but you know, you you don't want you don't want lumpy salsa. You don't want lumpy anything. You want you want hunks and chunks. Lumpy peanut butter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't doesn't market well. Doesn't <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah. Do you uh want to tell us what this uh piece of bacon looks like? This lumpy yeah. bacon? What's this, uh, you know it looks like a bacon from the underside, but what does it look like from the above side? The sea cucumbers are fairly simple life forms. And they are called cumbers of Q because of their oval shape. They're generally shaped like a cucumber a lot of the time. Uh, the brown sea cucumber has a half dome shape with the middle rising and tapering to the sides. So it's it's the lumpiest of the bunch. <laughs> And the bunchiest of the lumps. The hunkiest of the bunch. (laughs) Their bodies are covered in evenly spaced bumps or cones that are soft, though they look like spikes. But they are not spikes. But that's where the term uh, echinoderm or echinoderm comes from. Spiky skin. Hmm. Yeah, well, they're not sharp. You can touch them, pretty sure. Most of the time, they are brown. Though they could be a dark greenish with yellow spikes that are not spikes. They can all, I've also seen like cow-shaped modeling between a lighter color and brown. Cow-shaped. They're not like little cows little- patterned into it. It's like a cow's hide. Got it. Mo- mottled. Uh, male, yes, that's it. That's the word. Males and females are not sexually dimorphic until it's time for reproduc- reproduction. Um, cucumber reproduction reproductive organs are feathery or spaghetti-like appendages that are kept inside the body and can be extended out. Isn't that horrible? It sure is. Guess what else is horrible? When they're ready to go, these appendages, which are gonads are called ripe. They are ripe gonads. Mm. And definitely flushed out that flushed that down the toilet immediately. I don't want to see it ever in my life again. Ripe meat off the bone. <laughs> uh, but when they're ready, they change color. So males are white and females are orange. And that's the long and short of their sexual dimorphism. <laughs> hey, that was I, I made a Lord of the Rings reference and you made a Lord of the Rings adjacent reference. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Sean Astin, during the filming of Lord of the Rings, created a short film called The Long and Short of It about tall people and short people. Really? Yeah. The the tallest the tall Paul, the guy who plays like next to the hobbits a lot to make them seem shorter. He's in it, and then some of the 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 one of the um, the uh, the little people that plays that is the double for one for the hobbits. Um, they're both trying to like paint something, but they're having a hard time because they can't reach the respective things they need to paint. Oh, it's like a funny little thing. It's not yeah, like it's, a documentary short film. No, a short film is in like it's five ish minutes long, and it's just like a little. A little thing he did on the side. Gotcha. 
So, yes, the long and short of it. All um, is full circle. But yeah. Let's talk size. Welcome to the Beloved Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show, the part of the show that's introduced by you. And when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. How was it introduced by you? When you send in audio of yourself saying, singing or chittering the words Measure Up into LDTaxonomy at gmail.com. We had an embarrassment of riches last week, but this week we have no new Measure Up intro. Which means we get to hear from an animal and Carlos has to guess what it is. Here we go. Thank you to those who sent in measure ups previously. I, th- w- one person, did it out of uh, pity. <laughs> so they like to to satisfy our our pleadings. Yes, and I appreciate it. Yes. Uh, without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Is that a concerned man? <laughs> no, is that an A, iguana, B, bull snake, C, soft-shelled sea turtle, or D, Komodo dragon? I don't think I heard the animal. I think I just heard like crickets or something. Or is the that sizzling the base the sizzling bacon sound was the animal. Oh. What are the options again? A, iguana, B, bull snake, C, soft-shelled sea turtle, or D, Komodo dragon? I'm going to go with the snake, I guess. Bull snake, final answer. Ah, no, that can't be right. I've never heard an iguana make that sound. And I don't think sea turtles make that sound. So it's either the snake or the Komodo dragon, and I don't think Komodo dragons make that sound. So, yeah, snake, I guess. Snake, final answer. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. You almost lost it there. <laughs> well, I knew it wasn't an iguana. I've I've grown up around iguanas enough to know to know they don't make that sound. They do hiss. Not like that though. And so Komodo dragons hiss. hiss, but not like that. I was trying to find an iguana, and all of the videos were like too quiet. Like here's a video of my iguana hissing. Is it or is it room noise? You gotta get a better mic, Mister. I own an iguana. Yeah. So let's talk length. They're forty centimeters. Or okay, so this is the this is the biggest they the the biggest specimen they find. With the right so, gonads. So there are tons of different sizes of these things, but if you want to go to the upper end of, really the upper end of what we've found, not even average, forty centimeters, fifteen inches. Okay. How many sea cucumbers go into the average depth of the shallowest ocean on Earth? The shallowest ocean on Earth. It's got to be the Indian Ocean, right? Close. Must be the Arctic Ocean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's the opposite of close. Close in size, because I think the Indian Ocean is also quite small. So, here's a hint. According to the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, the Arctic Ocean is the smallest and shallowest ocean in the world. I do not remember the depths of oceans. I did at one point, at least like the Mariana Trench. 
but that's very deep. That's your floor or your ceiling, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> the sea ceiling. I feel like 15,000 feet. So it'd be pretty shallow. 20,000 feet is pretty shallow. So we'll go with 20,000 feet. Two hundred forty thousand inches divided by fifteen. Sixteen thousand. Final answer. <clears throat> the correct answer is fourteen thousand. Oh. Uh, and by that I mean the the Arctic has an average depth of twelve thousand feet. Oh, three thousand six hundred and fifty seven meters. So the correct answer is 14,602. Okay. I, it's not a win, but I was close ish. I said 20,000 feet. So let's talk weight. Actually, you said average depth, right? I was thinking max depth. So the max depth could totally be 20,000 feet. It could be. It certainly could be. Let's talk weight. They're 830 grams or 1.8 pounds. How many brown sea cucumbers go into the James Webb Space Telescope's weight on Earth? Didn't you just do this? Talk about the this telescope? No, last time I did talk about the telescope. Last like time where? it was how far away from Earth it yeah. was. But good news here's here's a hint. Webb has reached the Lagrange point too, where it was where it is waiting while it cools down before beginning its operations. Before, when we were talking about it before, it was still in the way. Now it's where it's supposed to be. It's unique among other space telescopes for its ability to see in infrared better than any other telescopes we've sent up, like Hubble. Um, and infrared technology works better in cool temperatures, which is why Webb has a sophisticated sun shield. One of its primary missions is to take deep space pictures. But it also... We'll be able to see dark objects within the solar system like the theorized planet X that may be a gravitational influence on the Kuiper belt. Hmm. So in just a few, I think something like six months, this thing will cool down and be able to start taking pictures and we might see beyond what we've ever been able to see before and we might even find stuff in our own solar system that we've never seen before. Yeah, I feel like um, having something that can primarily see things outside of the visible light spectrum would be a lot more helpful than just a regular camera. Other, I think um, Hubble can take uh, infrared infrared pictures. It's It has that famous... No, I don't know. Maybe it can't. I can't remember. The famous deep space photos it's t it took like are the deepest we've ever seen into space. But this one's going to be able to because of redshift. We've talked about we talked about it last time. Red is the longest traveling light color because it because it's the uh, lo the longest wavelength. Yeah. So <clears throat> we talked about that in the reindeer episode. Check it out. So we can see things. In infrared more more stuff in infrared than we can 
That's true. Ul- even ultraviolet. Even in the, uh, if you can see more, more, more of the light spectrum, you can see more stuff. But especially if you're looking at stuff very far away. It's cool. I'm excited to see what we can see. Can see, see, see. Um, see cucumber. Yeah. So I'm gonna say, I'm just gonna go with the number twenty thousand again. Twenty thousand pounds. Um, the weight of this telescope. So the answer is a hundred and eleven thousand. Or sorry, eleven thousand. Final answer. Yes. You're not gonna believe this, but the James Webb Space Telescope is fourteen thousand pounds. Fourteen thousand three hundred. My goodness. Or six thousand four hundred and eighty-six kilometers or kilograms rather. That's seven thousand nine hundred and forty-four point four cucumbers of the ocean variety. Man, it's not so. Like, yeah, I guess the the answer to the last one was fourteen thousand. The answer to this one is seven thousand. But still, twenty to fourteen. I went with my gut. My gut <laughs> failed me a little bit more that time. <laughs> but the gut doesn't fail the sea cucumber, which we'll talk about in the major fact when we get to That's it. true. The gut wants what the gut wants. Let's talk fast facts. Sea cucumbers are often considered ocean cleaners. They typically feed on detritus and then also tiny animals and algae. And leave behind neat little waste package packages on the ocean floor. So in a sense, it's a trash compactor. It collects it, it compacts it. Kind of like Wally. Yeah. Wally of the sea. Wall C. They get around with tube feet, even though they don't have a, muscu- a mu- muscular system. They move their feet with hydraulics. Uh, they have a water vascular system that can inflate and deflate appendages to move them. So even species without tube feet can contract their bodies and move on the seafloor like like a kind of like a snake but not at all like a snake. <laughs> <laughs> and did you know that these technically have endoskeletons? Yeah, they're made of some sort of like crystal stuff, right? Yeah, they sort of have bones. Cucumbers have a microscopic oscillies, ossicles, ossicles that are it's like little bone, little bone icicles. They're they're embedded uh, just beneath the skin to give their bodies some structure and protection. And did you know that humans have ossicles as well? Are they embedded just beneath the skin to give us some structure and protection? No, they're in your ear. Ah, the little out. bones in your ear are called ossicles, but I think they're very different things. But mm. ossicles I think, I just, those just cartilage. A, a little bone. No, the bones in your ear are bone. Oh, the inner ear. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. Your ear is made of cartilage, but in your inner ear, there's some little bones called ossicles that are like little drumsticks. Many sea cucumbers have respiratory systems that are branched respiratory trees that sap oxygen out of the water, like a gill. Hmm. 
But not quite like a gill, because it's also kind of like a lung. But not like a lung. It's just a tree branch. <laughs> it's a tree branch gung, lung yeah. gill. Uh, sea cucumbers are brainless. Say brainless. Uh, they're brainless, but they do have some nerve. <laughs> <laughs> They the, do. They do the have nerve a, of a, these things. A pretty a simple nervous system. Um, they are highly sought after food sources in East Asia, and fishing all over the world is unsustainable. For that reason, they are listed as endangered on the red list. Uh, China's eating the ocean. Want to talk about that? Yeah, they're eating all kinds of things. Yeah, to gain to gain their strength and stuff like that. Yeah, guess what? It's thought to have medicinal properties. Is that just something that we throw at anytime something China eats anything? We're like, they probably think it. Like, I feel like they think everything has medicinal properties. It's the deep state. They're just telling them what (laughs) they want to fuel the the uh, the the black mark the the uh, illegal animal animal trade, which is actually benefits the state or is this just is it just like the natural human inclination to assume things have medicinal properties like when you're in a when you're a kid when you're a kid and you're mixing potions in the backyard and really you're just like putting leaves and dirt in water yeah i I found a a flattened frog on the road and i turned it into paint (laughs) as a kid that's the worst i put it into a cup with water and then just kind of shook it up and then splattered it on the walls. That's inside? No, no, outside. Outside of the apartment complex. Oh, wow. People saw you doing that and thought, like, that keep that kid is, like, keep all keep the sharp away objects from away, from every, <laughs> away from that kid. Wow. Hey, listen, when life hands you a splattered frog, you make paint with it. That's all I'm trying to say. I one time had to shovel a splattered frog off the sidewalk, and the smell was so bad, I felt saturated by it. I would have never <laughs> made paint out of that. It was an old, it was an old dead frog. It, was, it had been it there for a while. The smell had gone. It was like a chip. It was like a, it was like a potato chip of a frog toad i guess but but it's still anyway. in pigment um not enough i couldn't i i didn't really make it paint wasn't good i <laughs> one out of ten do not recommend as a paint source <laughs> uh that's all i got for fast facts i don't even know why we were talking about that yeah i don't remember because uh, oh the medicinal mixing, properties of yes. uh of yeah, animals yeah. and eating them and yeah yeah uh don't do it. Ask, ask your doctor. Um, all right. We're calling the, this major fact liquid luck. Um, so all echinoderms or echinoderms have something called mutable collagenous tissues. The MCT. Uh, and just like the MCU... These things act like the nanobots. Basically, they can do whatever the plot demands. Um, starfish use uh, these these mutable collagenous tissues, the MCT, to detach and regenerate their limbs. So, basically, they have 
that like their limbs are are f the the skin and tissue around their the limb is firm uh, until they decide I don't want this limb anymore and they kind of just dissolve the tissue uh, and the limb falls off uh, and then they regenerate the the limb that had fallen off. Sea uh, fans use it to uh, con uh, stiffen and expand or uh, slacken and retract in order to get better uh, feeding positions when filter feeding. Uh, sand dollars use it to, uh, they have teeth, they, re they re regrow lost teeth with uh, the MCT. So again, yeah, it's like nanobots. It does it does whatever the writers needed to? Uh, sea cucumbers use MCTs to eviscerate their bowels. Sounds like they drew the short straw. You could get new teeth. You can regrow limbs. You can get better feeding positions, or you can uh, eviscerate your bowels. Which one of the four powers do you choose, Sora, at the beginning of your adventure? Um. So they made the wrong choice, but they're brainless. But they do have some nerve. <laughs> they do have some nerve. And the science behind this uh, is, 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 is very uh, clear, straightforward, and easy to understand. The European uh, synchrotron sums it up very nicely and concisely, thusly. At the ultrastructural level, MCT consists of spindle-shaped collagen fibrils in an interfibril matrix of proteoglycans and non-collagenous proteins like tensilin and citparin, which along with fibrillin-rich microfibrils uh, comprise the extracellular matrix. So I, I just can't put it any clearer than that. Um, Same. And Sounds le legit. So you get it, right? Yeah. Totally get it. I was totally um, listening. <laughs> basically, all animals are made up of uh, quite a bit of collagen, which is um, a protein that makes up our bones, ligaments, and skin. Uh, but, however, in most things, collagen, uh, like in humans, uh, the collagen takes a long time to change once it has formed. So things like muscles being strengthened or deteriorating... Um, as well as some of the changes that a woman's body goes through when during pregnancy. These are due to the gradual changes in collagen. Um, but sea cucumbers can make these changes in literal seconds. So because they can change the matrix structure of their collagen in seconds, this allows them to liquefy their intestines um, and then shoot them out of their mouths when they're attacked so a lot like uh, other animals will like or even the starfish will detach some part of them um or like a lizard will detach some part of them to be like hey listen predator eat that so i can you know make my very very fast getaway um the sea cucumber kind of does that except the getaway is not all that fast uh so they'll so you can watch videos of this of like a um a, uh, a diver just poking a sea cucumber and then just just this Lovecraftian horror fest comes spewing out of their f face holes and uh, 
and just like these tentacles just all over it's not tentacles it's their intestines just floating around and the idea is that if a fish came up to eat them that would they would spew all this out and then the fish would just take some of the the intestines and just have a great time with it while the sea cucumber you know slinks away um, that's a win it takes a long time that's a that's a win with heavy losses that is uh what is it called uh a pyrrhic victory <laughs> When you when you win, but at what cost? <laughs> um, it is pretty crazy to look at, um, and you'll never be the same afterwards. So watch with watch with care. Watch with great anticipation. Watch the career. What's what is the line from Star Wars? We're going to watch. We're going to pay attention to your career with great interest. Is oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the Palpatine. We will watch your career with great interest. Yeah, you will. Um, but yeah, so basically it's all the lead up to this, this defense mechanism that they have. Um, they can also use it to change their, the, um, the, uh, how they're to allow their body to fit into places that they otherwise wouldn't be able to fit into in order to get away from things, um, because their insides have turned into jelly because they've turned them into jelly and then they can uh re um re-stiffen them so for some sometimes they're in the gelatinous state trying to do something and then a, a researcher will come and like tap them and then they'll they'll harden back into their their cucumber shape and they can do this really quickly so this is all about the ability for them to change their collagen <laughs> which uh Sounds like a sales pitch. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the that that is the ability of the the sea cucumber. Feels like a short major fact, but it is. It's so <clears throat> so crazy, but so simple. That's why I called it a prolapse in judgment. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Don't look. Whatever you do. Okay, I'll, I for you out there, I will I will do you a big favor and explain pro, what prolapse is so that you don't Google it. Um, it's when organs, particularly things like intestines, slip out from where they're supposed to be and are usually out. They go from being insides to being outsides. Um, this is a very 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 bad thing to happen to almost everyone except for sea cucumbers, um, and it's and so don't. Don't Google it unless you... And de definitely don't click on the image search. Hopefully none of the images just show up on the regular results page. But that's what that's what prolapse means. There, I've spared you. So, that's all I got. That's all I got. Okay, alright. For you out there in Podcastia, keep an eye out for predators. Get a good score on your MCTs. And always remember to expel your liquid intestines out of your mouth if someone tries to eat you like the sea cucumber here in life, death, and taxonomy. Hey Taxonomy Titans, I just want to remind you that we now have a Patreon. Patrons can see full video episodes and get shoutouts on the show. 
but ultimately it's a way for you to help us cover some costs and get even better. Still, reviews are the best way to help us grow. So if you haven't left one yet, we'd really love to hear from you. As always, thanks for listening and engaging. Life, Death, and Taxonomy is my favorite in the world podcast. <laughs> it's, it's still not good advice. If someone tries to eat you, though. <laughs> <laughs> if someone's trying to eat you, call the police. <laughs> yeah, but or, or chuck your intestines at them. Like, both are good. You can you can figure it out later. All you need is a, a you know enough for like one loop. The point you know? is you haven't you have yeah you have a lot of intestines. Just take some <laughs> of it and throw it at the person who's trying to eat you. They want that anyway. <laughs>